I'm Dr. Sky, and we welcome you to the Dr. Sky Podcast, episode number 103. As we move toward the very last week of October 2022, and how about it, folks? Jam-packed with information. But we begin with the realm of space, and hopefully you'll check us out or email us from our primary show, the Dr. Sky Show, here on KTAR News, 92.3 FM, Saturday mornings on purpose at 3 a.m. The email, that is the one that goes direct to me, Dr. Sky, D-R-S-K-Y show, Dr. Sky show at gmail.com. Sit back and relax as we continue to talk about the realm of space. And this week, an important series of updates on some important missions. Let's start with the DART mission. What is it? It's an asteroid, double asteroid deflection test. Well, that's the acronym DART. This is a joint venture between NASA, John Hopkins University, and the Italian Space Agency. They're sending a space probe that was launched last November to this binary asteroid, which we call Didymus. And in Greek, the asteroid translates to twin. It's unusual to find binary asteroids in the solar system, but up till now, there have been a few discoveries. Discovered here in Arizona in 1996 by the Space Watch team of astronomers and a good friend of ours, Jim Scotty. This particular subject that we're talking about is about how to possibly deflect an asteroid that may get dangerously close to the Earth and what we can do about it. We all know about the big kahuna. Yes, the asteroid that struck the Earth probably back 65 million years ago, long before we were here, a 5 to 7 kilometer object that slammed into the area we call the Gulf of Mexico and the Yucatan Peninsula. It was called Chicxulub. The rest is history. The last light that dinosaurs saw or other creatures on the Earth was the impacting of this large celestial body. So this particular DART mission is going to do the following. The spacecraft itself will attempt to slam itself, kinetically that is, not a bomb or anything like a chemical explosive, into the satellite asteroid known as Dimorphos. And in Greek, that stands for having two forms. That is the second object. This object orbits the Sun, the main asteroid Didymus, and its little companion Dimorphos every 770 days. But what's interesting about this particular object is that about 12 hours before we see this event taking place, the asteroid's rotation in space is somewhat 12 hours. The spacecraft will actually eject the smaller spacecraft called the Lycia spacecraft. And that little Lycia cube, it's a little CubeSat satellite, will then videotape or image, video-wise, the slamming into this asteroid we call Didymus and Dimorphos. But the Dimorphos asteroid is the binary that's going to be hit. It's about 520 feet in diameter. Why are we doing this? Because we want to see what happens or try to attempt to move an asteroid out of the way. Now, don't get too excited because nothing like that is happening anytime soon, at least an asteroid that we know about orbitally that's going to strike the Earth. But we have to do something about it kind of on a grand Armageddon scale. So, pay attention to this particular podcast as you are, but equally important, we'll have an update at the Dr. Sky blog at ktar.com by about midweek as we move into this last week of October. Another interesting event is the update on the Artemis 1 moon rocket. We find out now that the spacecraft itself has had some new seals replaced to reduce the hydrogen leaks that are on the spacecraft, because remember, hydrogen is very flammable. Think back to the days of the Hindenburg and what happened to it, sadly, back in 1937. What was slated as a potential launch window on September the 27th is now going to stop. They're going to halt the launch because of an impending storm, a tropical storm, or slash vis-a-vis 
hurricane that might slam into that area. We don't know yet if they're going to move the Artemis I rocket on the transporter crawler back to the vehicle assembly building to protect it from a storm that might approach. But what might happen is an early October launch. We'll keep you posted on that here on the Dr. Sky blog, this episode number 103. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we remind you of something very important. We find out that the planet Jupiter, the giant of the solar system, as I mentioned last week, comes to opposition on the 26th. So if you're wondering, like many out there, we're getting all these emails. Hey, Dr. Sky, what's that bright object that's in the east right around 9 p.m.? Is it a UFO? What the heck is it? An airplane? A satellite? No. The largest planet in the solar system, Jupiter, comes closest to us, as we mentioned last week. For the next 80 years, this is about as close as the planet Jupiter will get to the Earth, as close as some 368 million miles. But remember, Jupiter is massive. You would find out that it would take 12 Earths to make up the diameter of Jupiter. On the contrary side, the Sun, 865,000 miles across, you would need 109 Earths to make up its diameter. So simply speaking, Jupiter is a giant, and it is the giant of the solar system. Now, this appeals hopefully to people with telescopes. Get out there early. The planet itself is going to get higher and higher in our skies as it moves to the zodiac sign of Pisces. This is important because when you're observing a planet, a lot of times these major planets come to opposition, meaning when they rise at sunset in their annual trek across the sky, that they're in the low southern sky in the constellations like Scorpius, Sagittarius, and maybe even Capricornus. But this year, what I'm saying in simple language is that Jupiter will get high enough in the sky by 10 or 11 p.m. that you should have no difficulty, for those of you out there with larger telescopes, of seeing some incredible detail on the planet. Now, I recommend this website, Shallow Sky Jupiter. Just go to Shallow Sky Jupiter. You'll find in the dot-com realm your positional area for the satellites, the main moons of Jupiter, Io, Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto. You will be able to see them. And ladies and gentlemen, this is quite important because when looking in the telescope, you can impress your friends, if not yourself, and identify which of the moons is where. Some are going to transit the planet and others are going to disappear as the planet Jupiter will eclipse these satellites. So this is very, very important and very interesting for Jovian watchers. What can you see on the surface of Jupiter? In a telescope of about 250 times magnification, you're going to see belts and bands. You're also going to be able to find on that shallow sky, excuse me, shallowskyjupiter.com. You're going to be able to see the passage of the red spot and when it is right front and center. So Dr. Sky, of course, wishes you the best for health and happiness, clear skies, as we talk about many of our events out in the field. And this past weekend, we just had a great observational opportunity with many of you. What looked like a cloudy sky at sunset turned out to be a beautiful night. Where on the Dolly Steamboat. Our next cruise on the beautiful Dolly Steamboat happens on Saturday, the 29th of October. We sail dockside at 5 p.m. And know now, of course, the sunset time is a little after six o'clock in the evening or a little earlier maybe even around 6 p.m so our skies will be good a two and a half hour cruise with great food from let's celebrate catering get in touch with them and make your reservations early on the world wide web dollysteamboat.com the main number 480-827-9144 480-827-9144 to make reservations and request that dr sky cruise to the cosmos and we'll also be up in West Sedona on the evenings of October the 15th, Saturday, 
7 p.m. in the back grove. It's a beautiful dark area. We will show you some of the more beautiful fall events in the sky. Happy fall. And if you missed that one, we'll be back there on Wednesday, the 26th of October, for another rendition and exhibition of viewing the nighttime skies in Sedona, Arizona, one of the beautiful dark sky communities which is trying its best to shield light, not the enemy of the people, but certainly something that you don't want if you're looking at the nature of the universe. And don't forget, by the 26th of October, the moon will be just after noon, which occurs on the 25th. Dr. Sky reminds you to always remember to keep your eyes to the skies. I'm your navigator on the highway to the heavens, and we continue to ask you, if you have questions, send them. DrSkyShow at gmail.com. And listen to our well over 10-year popular show that you tell us you like so much, where... KTAR 92.3 FM on the FM dial, Saturday mornings, 3 a.m. As you're out there watching the beauty of Arizona skies, whether you're in the fifth largest city of Arizona, or America, I should say, Phoenix, or in the environs of Arizona, wherever you're listening to us. We hope you'll join us again and be back here at the Dr. Sky Podcast. Thank you.